I'm Adam Henson. Welcome to Keeping On Track, a podcast series made by the farming community for the farming community. In this podcast, we look at the benefits of talking about it and who to talk to. Thank you, Adam. Dominic Arkwright here. So, talking about it doesn't seem to come easily to farmers. We'll hear in this programme that stoicism, pride, not wanting to appear weak all play a part, but we'll also hear some encouraging news that things are beginning to change. Farmers are beginning to open up and we'll find out why that's a good thing and not something to be embarrassed about. Philip Watson, Tom York, Daniel Boomer and Sam Oti have all acknowledged that they needed to talk about the problems they were facing, but none of them did it straight away yeah i think there's that sort of embarrassment shame that i couldn't deal with the the issues that i was facing and it's very much about yeah you don't get emotional you don't have feelings and you don't talk about them with with your colleagues um my dad was very much that sort of worked in the industry most of his adult life from about the age of 13 he he didn't talk about his emotions his feelings and and I think that was something that, that I took from that is that you don't do that, particularly in the industry. You go, you do your job and, and you don't worry your your colleagues with with things that are not necessarily agricultural. Maybe ten years ago, your dad would have said, Oh well it's okay, don't worry about it, just get on with it. You you know, you've got a field to go and plough, it's fine. And I think a lot of people still have that message like buried deep inside of them so when these problems do start to arise it's they're they're almost forced to just block it away shut the door and and throw the key away it's because you don't want to be seen weak uh you don't want to be seen as the odd one out who's always suffering who's got stuff on at home but especially for this past sort of five years when i've been heavily involved in the industry i've never spoke to anyone I've kept it all to myself and that's why I said at the start of this year, I says, I want to make a change. You need to talk, but I bottled it up. I didn't talk about it and it it affected me quite, quite massively. With my parents growing up, I think it was always they were brought up in a world where you sort of just carry on. You don't you don't speak about your emotions and you just get on with it. And my my dad especially never really spoke about his emotions and that that came straight through to me. I sort of just got to be okay, well, you accept it and you carry on and you keep working and you keep keep pushing hard. But actually, I realised that you can't do that because it really doesn't help you. You have to stop and you have to speak to somebody and get some help. And Sam Oti did, and his life has changed dramatically. The same is true of the others. But what is it lurking within the farming community that makes it so hard to talk about problems and get help? Here's Dr Caroline Knott, a consultant psychologist who specialises in farmers' mental health. I think that there is a a level of stoicism in in the farming and rural community where people, you know, we we used to joke about farmers coming in to see the GP, you know, with a leg hanging off and say, there's nothing wrong with me, doctor, you know, can you just put a plaster on it? You know, their level of tolerance for physical health pain is significant. And so their level of tolerance for mental health distress is also significant. So I think their tolerance levels are very high to start with. Farmers don't think, oh, I've got a mental health problem. They just think, oh, I need to keep going. I need to keep going. I'll get through this. 
And there's almost a level of shame if you can't. So there's a natural resilience, and Georgina Lamb from the Farming Community Network, the FCN, sees it too in her work. It's crippling pride at times. They are self-made men and they are custodians of the countryside. They don't want to let their family down, their farm down, and there really is that sense of stoicism, it'll be right, stiff upper lip approach, and just mog on and accept the situation which people that work nine to five may not do. Um, it really it doesn't surprise me at all that people don't ask for help. And where do we find the time to even recognise there's a problem, much less do something about it? Let's hear from Professor David Rose, a specialist in change in agriculture. Farmers are tremendously busy. You can't stop doing something no matter how you feel. I mean, of course, in some circumstances you should, but you just have to get on with the job. The animals don't stop needing care. The crops don't stop needing care. So actually you can feel very down, very angry. You can feel that maybe you're declining, but because you're so busy, I think it can be quite easy to not notice for a long time, put it on the back burner, pretend you're okay and just get on with the day-to-day. And we know from the research that that's one of the worst things you can actually do. Yes, I mean, you want to be getting on with your life and you want to be farming and you're, you know, you're out there in the land, you know, amongst the land in all weathers, you know, being a strong farmer. And often you don't want to show that underneath there's, you know, some really sensitive, difficult things happening with you mentally and to to be able to share those is often felt as a failing and and it's absolutely not it, it, it's a strength you know and i've heard some amazing speakers nigel owens the you know the referee you know he, he said it, it takes a huge amount of strength to talk about those sorts of problems and that can get that weight off your shoulders off your chest that was adam henson and georgina lamb of the fcn agrees help is not a a four-letter word that we should shy away from. It's it's an, it's a sign of bravery to ask for help and support, and and put those barriers down. The that sort of fear and the I find farmers are quite defensive. So the the first response is you know no it's fine everything's fine, but then talking about feelings when you're not necessarily inclined to do that, we're not encouraged to do that. It's a, a man's world quite often. That does create a stumbling block. So that's what we have here. A natural level of resilience, a stoicism and pride, a history of coping and battling through, a feeling, maybe, of not wanting to appear as if we're struggling. But there are some practical barriers too. Doctors don't usually work at the times when farmers are able to see them. And that's been pointed out by the Centre for Rural Policy Research. Here's Dr Rebecca Wheeler. Finding time to get off the farm, to go to the doctor between the hours of nine to five on a weekday, um, you know, that's obviously really difficult when you're uh, working such long hours and and confined to certain jobs that need to be done on the farm. So I think there's a combination of things going on there. And Professor David Rose, a specialist in change in agriculture, thinks there's something else at play here. I think the other thing that makes it difficult for some farmers to speak out is the the close-knit nature of some rural communities. On one hand, it's fantastic that rural and farming communities can be so close. 
because there are spaces where you can seek support, you've got friends who understand what you're going through. But the close-knit nature of rural communities actually can also be a hindrance because there's a sense that people might whisper in the post office about you because everybody knows your business, then everybody will know if you share your mental health problems with somebody. And I think that's what stops people from speaking out as well, the sense that people in the community will be talking about them. This series of programmes may encourage you to think, well, actually, it's not such a bad thing to tell somebody when you're not feeling 100%. And more people, especially young farmers like Daniel Boomer, are beginning to do that. If you have any signs of bad mental health, whether it be financial stress, anxiety, depression, um, if you do have um, suicidal thoughts, and any, just if you're feeling low, it's okay not to be okay. And that's the main message that we're all here to help each other. There's someone on this planet to listen to you. So never feel alone. Never feel isolated. You're just putting yourself in the bomb shelter and everything's going to go away. It won't. The only, the only way it's going to go away is if you talk. We haven't spoken to anyone who regrets talking. And you probably haven't either. But step one is to realise when something's up. Here's David Exwood, Vice President of the NFU. The first step in any of this stuff is, uh, is to recognise there's a problem. And just to bury it away and say, oh, we'll carry on before, we've managed before, we'll manage again, or just kind of you know, not open the letters and, and just ignore the problem is, is, the, is the thing. So for any, anybody who is unsure about the way forward the first thing is to say it recognize the problem because beyond that once you then start saying look asking for help there is a ton of it out there uh and it's almost in every direction i think you'll be pleasantly surprised how much is out there once you do do that and professor david rose says the sooner you feel able to talk about it the better i think with any health problem physical or mental the research does show that it, it tends to be worse if you try and treat it later. So we know very sadly that there is a, a high rate of suicides in farming compared to other sectors. And, and I'm sure many people listening will sadly know of someone in the farming community who didn't get support and it ended up in a moment of crisis. And that moment of crisis could be a breakdown or it could be something even more serious like suicide. And that's the potential of what can happen if, if things start off as stress and anxiety, initial stages of depression are not treated and problems keep mounting and a farmer gets to a point where they, they feel like there's no way out or they just can't cope. So that is the concern and that's why it's better if they can to try and share the problem at an early stage to stop that the progression of that illness towards something that, that is even more serious. So maybe the question now is who to talk to? Well, it could be a family member or a friend if you feel comfortable doing that, or perhaps somebody you come into contact with in the course of your work, people who visit your farm, people you meet at markets and shows. Here's Terry Pickthall, Senior Lecturer at Harper Adams University. I think for some people that the, the chatting can be enough. Just being able to articulate and explain what it is that's bringing you into that bad place 
and seeking someone's perspective on it, whether it's a chat with a mate in the pub or, you know, through the work I've done with the Farm Communities Network, folk like feed reps and vets who are out on farm, they're often one of the, the sort of few non non close family members that people in agriculture see maybe that you feel you open up while you're having a cup of tea and, and talk to uh, talk to them and so it may be that the chat with someone does feel a bit futile and you think well i've shared it but i come away and the problems haven't gone away and my situation hasn't changed but i think that's where you think okay but at least i've at least i've recognized i've got a problem at least i've been able to explain it to someone else but what am i going to do next Terry asked for medical help for his depression and it changed his life. And that's what farmer's son, Sam Oti, did as well. I knew that I had to do something about it when I was waking up so ill every day. You can't live like that. I'm never going to be able to do my job properly. There's all of these different feelings. So when I knew that I was feeling like this and I couldn't live like it anymore, my first step was to, to speak to my parents and my, my partner. I spoke to her about it and just basically vented and just said, look, this is how I'm feeling. Um, I then went to the doctors and I said, look, this is how I'm feeling. And they directed me to counselling and emotional therapy to try and get me through it and to work out why this was why this was happening. But then I was also sort of put onto some medication as well to just try and level my brain out a little bit and get me back to where I wanted to be. No regrets from Sam either about raising the issue with his doctor. Ian Davis is a country GP in Gloucestershire. I can guarantee that if you come and speak to your family doctor especially one that's been there for many years and has been used to treating the farming community, that you will get some help and it will have a positive outcome on your situation. And six months or 12 months later, you'll look back on it and think, oh, I should have done that two years ago. But don't forget about your circle of colleagues, friends and family. Professor Matt Lobley from the Centre for Rural Policy Research at Exeter University says they can play an important role. So one of the most important things around mental health is having a social buffer, having a confidant, somebody you can go and talk to. And so there's that really important thing about, you know, ringing up your farming mates and saying, how are you doing? And when somebody says, oh, yeah, I'm fine, they say, no, you know, really, how are you doing? And actually trying to provoke that, that conversation. And then that can lead to, you know, kind of peer support for going to access services. It can be quite difficult... You know, if you're on your own, you're going through all these issues, it can be really scary, it can be difficult to take that first step. But if you've got a friend, somebody who can support you in that, then that makes a big difference. The message from Tom York, an ambassador for Yellow Wellies, is simple. I would encourage people to talk. Please, please, please talk. Because if I knew that there was going to be that support for me, I would have done it so much, so much earlier. As Philip Watson points out, there is support and it does help. Yeah, don't let it build. Seek help as soon as you can. And even if that's just ringing one of the helplines, and there's lots of good helplines out there for people in the agriculture through the Farming Community Network uh, and their various uh, county organisations, I think just make that phone call. Um, don't be too proud to to say, I'm not feeling too good. I think I've got a, a problem with my well-being. And, that, and even if it's just to somebody that you work with. I think you realise you're not alone. Um, and if you can talk to a friend and, or a number of friends, 
or even a professional person, you know, there are lots of avenues and lots of ways of self-help and, and helping others. And um, just lending an ear and sitting down and having a cup of tea is, is, is really important. I work for Countryfile on a Sunday night and we did a thing about mental health and we were on a farm in Wales and there was a farmer there who had got to the you know, the real end of his time. And um, he wasn't a religious person, but he got speaking to a local priest, um, vicar, and and just sitting down and having a cup of tea um, saved his life. You know, it, simply just sitting down and having a cup of tea saved his life. I mean, and that kind of sums it up. That was Adam Henson. David Moyles, who works with the Samaritans in York, says there are huge benefits in talking about things. Yeah, in fact, I had a conversation with somebody yesterday, and it, was, it wasn't a caller, but they had previously been a caller, and they admitted to that. And they said that um, when I was in a very bad place, I phoned Samaritans, and as soon as I started speaking, a great weight lifted off my shoulders. I did not realise that weight was there. I knew I needed to talk to somebody. But he said it was almost a physical um, reaction of, of relief that he had been able to find the courage to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. And while we're on the subject of the benefits of raising the issue, let's leave the final word to David Exwood from the NFU. Nobody is immune to this. I mean, the, the idea that oh, this, this is some, this is this is something that happens to other people. No, no, absolutely not. And I, I would say, look, actually, you know, looking after myself has made me a better farmer. That's the really key thing. I'm a better businessman. I'm a better farmer. I'm a better employee employer. Sorry, uh, I'm a better family man. You know, <laughs> probably have a better relationship with you know my family and the people around me. Uh, uh, and life is, is much, much easier. So look, there's multiple rewards for doing these things. So, yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah, just, just recognise that putting, actually sometimes stepping back and putting your hand up can have immense benefits. David Exwood. So in this programme, we've heard about how difficult it is sometimes to put your hand up and ask for help. But we've also heard from a lot of people who did just that, and not a single one has any regrets. So the message really is... If you are worried, do talk to someone. That's all for now. Do join me again next time. Here's Adam. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping on Track. I hope you found some things in it which were helpful for you or someone you know. If you've been affected by anything you've heard in this podcast, you can find more information about organisations which can provide help and support by going to teamdoctor.org forward slash farmers. Next time, we'll look at some of the farming charities and the help they can offer. Until then, keep on track. Keep on track.